Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Tim, we can get more into it in detail, but we basically wanted to take you on a date night with us and talk about what's going on each week. Like, what would Timmy and Whitney talk about on their once a week date nights? Would they want to talk about Sunny? Would they want to talk about their favorite thing they ate this week? Would they want to talk about something that they wanted to get done but didn't? Would they want to talk about a gripe with each other? What would they want to cover? Well, we thought you guys would want to know too. (laughs) Now you go. Well, thank you for having me. I know that that this is... This is not me having you. Yeah, this is with wit right now, but we're using this platform to test out a new idea we have for a podcast, which as you just mentioned, is like date night, like Wit and Tim's date night, once a week date night, you know, where they recap the week and plan for the next week. And that way, you know, other people out there in relationships can get a glimpse into ours and people want to know more about us. This could be our place where we share more personal stuff outside of Instagram and reaction videos and, and maybe with wit because you're often, you know, interviewing other guests. Other so I think people want to know that because I, I don't really always show all the dirty deets on Instagram because that's not my vibe. But when I get on a mic and I think you're like this, too, you are down to me more vulnerable, more honest. Like, I'm not going to, like, put the camera up to my face and be like, hey, guys, I'm having a hard day. But like, I'll record this and be like, hey, Timmy, I'm having a hard day. I want to talk about it. You know, we make content as as cheesy as that sounds. We're content creators and it's all a matter of where how you package and where you put what content. And mm-hmm. I agree. seems like the personal stuff, we tried to do it on YouTube. It didn't really work. This is a really low lift in terms of just chatting with you and it feels easier to get vulnerable. So that's sort of the idea of this new podcast format. And if you guys like it, it's something we'll do separately from with wit. And this being our first one, I'm excited because I think this is a good idea and like we're killers. So let's go. Let's go. And you're fired up, which originally I didn't know if that was going to be a good idea or a bad idea when we get on the mic together. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but that's the whole point of this stuff. It's personal. It's going to be weekly. We're not going to take a week off when we're just not feeling it. Like then we're going to share why we're not feeling it. Mm -hmm. And so for this first one, we thought 
we give ourselves a little bit of, of a format of things to talk about. So the categories are sunny, like just what do you have to say about that fucking guy? Something that's on your mind that you want to talk to your partner about. Then we're going to do a pop culture palate cleanse. We're each going to talk about something from pop culture. The best thing we ate this week and a goal for next week. That's five things. We each have to talk about it. I mean, this could be an eight-hour podcast. Let's start with Sunny. Besides how much we love him and how wonderful I think it is, I want us to realize that he's not coming into our room in the middle of the night anymore. Granted, he wakes up around 6.15, 6.30, 6.45 each morning, but he's not waking us up in the middle of the night since we've been doing the chair situation outside of the room. And I thought that that was major. And I realized that today. And I think that for me last night, I was thinking, oh my God, how much longer are we going to have to do this chair thing? Like, when is he going to be able to fall asleep on his own without us sitting outside in the chair? But then I was like, trying to think positively about what did this do and how has this gone? Because sometimes I forget to reflect mm -hmm. on things that we've worked on. And I was like, oh my God, he doesn't actually right, come into right. our room in the middle of the night. And we're able to get a solid uninterrupted whatever hours of sleep we have. So that was that's, my... That's a great one. You're right. Like, he doesn't come in anymore. I think we solved that. That was a major problem for us. Yeah. And it's solved. And yeah. it's really important to stop and be like, look, something that was really bothering you isn't bothering you anymore. Exactly. And like, even though he wakes up at 6.15 or whatever, even though that's early for me, if since I haven't woken up in the middle of the night, You're it's usually fine. It's usually fine. Go sunny. So Go sunny. that was right. my sunny thing. That's a really nice one. Way yeah. to kick us off yeah. on a positive note. My thing for Sunny, which I want you guys to know about, is his gymnastics class that we went to oh, yesterday. Yeah. So some context for the viewers. We took Sunny to this I don't want to name it. It's a Taekwondo gymnastics combo gym. He's been going since he was like two years old. And it's not about getting good at either one of those disciplines. It's about having fun. And like if he does like it and wants to get good, great. Taekwondo, he, he's done. He's quit. He's gone back. He recently doesn't want to do it because Master Kim is too strict with him. And I get it. Like Master Kim is, is strict. It's a discipline. It's, and maybe this is sexist. You tell me. I don't know. Gymnastics he likes doing but we went and saw the class and like they also do it like they're drill instructors and this is boot camp and like mm -hmm. the two teenage girls running it seemed like they hated their lives yeah, and hated, hated it the there kids. and hated the kids uh -huh. and the whole time they're like they're, they're having him put his hands on the ground and his feet on the wall and everyone had to do it for 45 consecutive seconds or they started over and they just like kept starting over and so like the kids who had been doing it since the beginning were doing it for like 5-10 minutes it was, it was absolutely ridiculous and they're yeah. yelling at all the kids and finally, I lost my shit. I was like, hey, like, stop yelling at my kid. Like, stop. This isn't boot camp. This is supposed to be fun. They're five years old. Stop yelling at my kid. And like, they all were like sort of nicer throughout it. And Sonny doesn't really know what's going on and said he loved it. But Winnie and I were debating if we send him to this place anymore. And I say no. I say no, too. Yeah. I already had it canceled. I agree with you. Like, even though Sonny doesn't realize it, we saw it and that will have an effect on him. Like, I don't want him to have that relationship with teachers where he thinks that that's like the way to learn. Right. You know, that's they not the way to learn. They the didn't things. model anything. That's the biggest thing for me, even beyond them being like a little bit direct with discipline. them disciplining. Yeah. It's how, how is anybody going to learn? They, they, they set up these obstacle courses for them and they're like okay just run there and then loop around and then do a cartwheel and then forward flip land on your feet and put your hands up and then just say that to a bunch of four and five-year-olds and you're like 
Right. Someone show him how to do show it. Show that. Master Kim came came along. Sonny didn't know how to cartwheel, so he showed him how to do it. And in Taekwondo, to be fair, they're modeling all the things. Mm-hmm. And so was, I didn't even mind if they were being you know, strict with mm-hmm. them or, or there was consequences if they didn't do something right or didn't listen or whatever. But these girls were just screaming at these kids because they were miserable. Yeah. And all the parents were on their phone. Not, not, like, not like that's bad and you have to watch it the whole time. I get it. Like they're getting stuff done. But, you know, we we're looking around to see if anyone else noticed. And like I noticed and I'm sticking with my gut and yeah. like protecting my kid from stuff I don't think is positive for him. Yeah. And I think that we've had these thoughts about this place for a while, but we haven't really done anything about it. And finally, it's like, Feel good. it's time. Yeah. All right. Well, that was, that was the end of our first segment. We're going to keep it moving just because we want to hit all these different segments. But, you know, love Sonny. I just want to end on that note. Yeah, I love him. The second thing, which is sort of general, is just like something on your mind. Something you want to talk yeah. about, whether it's about me, about you, about whatever. Just something that's on your mind that you feel like you need to talk about. Look, I know that this one is general, but I like it. I feel like this is the meat of our of our shit. Mm-hmm. And what's on my mind is what we were just talking about before we started to record. And, and you know, in the future, we'll try and save this stuff and talk about it in real time with you guys. But like, basically what's on my mind is our business as content creators, podcasters, YouTubers, social media, producers, all that stuff, and how how we're running it. And... I'm sure other people out there can can ident- identify with this stuff because the economy's not doing great right now. And like, you know, people might be trying to save money or figure out how to make more money. And like, I guess specifically what's going on is like we have people who help us, agents and assistants and and Annie, who is wonderful. And, and, and everyone is wonderful, but we're just not sure if everyone's like communicating, working together, everyone's doing the right thing. And like, I, I sort of was panicking. I was on this YouTube, what would you call, workshop online where like, you know, creators talk about membership and other ways to earn money and stuff like that. And like, they're all doing great stuff that like I'm just not doing. And I, I started to feel really bad about myself because while, you know, helping you podcast or do the 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 YouTube is definitely my job, you know, you felt like you could be doing more. Well, there's another part of my job, which is like running this stuff and like and like making sure we're doing the best practices at all time and having good thumbnails and like all that shit that just like I let slip through the cracks. And I just felt really like bad about yourself. I felt bad about myself. I felt panicked about my inability to actually do it mm-hmm. because I really do think like I'm good at the parts that I do. Mm-hmm. And I am bad at the parts that I don't do. And mm-hmm. so there's like two kind of thoughts going on which is like well just get better at the part you're bad at or like outsource that part uh, correctly so that you can have like an efficient running business mm-hmm. and it's okay to recognize your flaws but mm-hmm. like we can't have that flaw in our business we have to fill that void void i agree and it's either you. like tim you do it you know like get better at the parts you're not good at or like you know, find the right person to do that. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. So I completely agree with you. And I think that there's a mix of things that need to happen. I think that there are a few things that you could get better at yeah. that that you could do. Like when you're giving direction for the thumbnails, like you know now maybe what's a good thumbnail. So just like make sure that 
those are being taken care of. But stuff that you don't think that you are capable of or knowing like the new best practices that YouTube has or the new like membership program that you should be doing or how much you should charge for membership or like all those things. I think that those that can be outsourced. And I think that that goes back to having someone as a whole, like auditing the company Mm -hmm. and making sure that those roles are being filled, whether that's you doing them, whether that's Annie doing them, but like someone delegating all the roles that need to be filmed. And like you, you, you know, agreed that like, we're both kind of creative people and like maybe we need a CEO type person who like is more business minded. Like these people were talking about like business (laughs) things that like I understood because I know the English language, but like we're way over my head and like, I just know I'm never going to be like the guy who is that strategic. Like I just want to watch TV and make jokes about it. I know. I talk about my personal life in a real and authentic way. I think that's really valuable. It is really valuable. It is. And I think I pretend that I'm strategic and I like will try to do stuff and then I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just like faking it. Well, Um, I mean, I I think you're more strategic than I am or whatever that adjective is to describe this vague notion that we're trying to like get at. Yeah. But there is also some value in recognizing your limitations and and outsourcing to someone so your company can be efficient. We can't be every single role. Just because you're a boss, which you are, doesn't mean you are the boss of HR. You know what I mean? Like if this was a company with 10,000 people, you wouldn't be doing every job just because you're the boss. Right. Right. Anywho. Something on our minds and something that we're working towards a solution for. Yeah. Just making this company run in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. I'm with you. And now break for ads. Ilia is a must when looking for new beauty essentials. I've been obsessed with their multi-stick for years. Ilia is the OG of clean, thoughtfully formulated products. They contain active levels of skincare, so makeup actually improves skin over time. Their products are super hydrating to make your skin look and feel alive. Their hero product, my sister's and my favorite, is the Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. It's a clean skin tint with light, dewy coverage, okay? It's super dewy, super glowy, super light, like exactly the coverage that I want. It's the number one bestseller, award-winning, and truly makes your skin look alive. It's also SPF 40 and packed with skincare actives like niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, and squalane. You'll find it in 30 shades, and it seriously changes your skin over time. One of the best parts is that you can upload a selfie on their website, and an actual human will match your shade. They have a 96% success rate with that. So visit iliabeauty.com and use WithWit at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's iliabeauty.com with code WithWit for 15% off your first order. Plus, check out my recent Withwit interview with Ilya's founder, Sasha Plavsik. She was so awesome and shares so much more about all her great products. So May is Food Allergy Awareness Month, and Ready, Set, Food is on a mission to raise awareness of food allergies and the importance of early allergy introduction. Currently, one in 13 babies develops food allergies each year. However, babies don't have to get food allergies. 
evidence-based research, USDA guidelines, pediatricians, and allergists all agree that feeding small amounts of common food allergens like peanut, egg, and milk daily for six months or more, starting at four months, is essential for all babies to give them the best chance at a future of food freedom. But as anyone who's ever been in charge of feeding a baby knows, it can be scary to introduce allergens. Ready, Set, Food was developed by an allergist and a mom of two to make it easy, safe, and convenient to regularly feed babies low doses of the most common food allergens like peanuts, eggs, and milk, starting right from the bottle. Ready, Set, Food has products that evolve with your child's feeding journey from bottles to solids. Try the daily mix-ins that you stir into a bottle or food and take the guesswork out of early allergen introduction. Their tasty, healthy, organic baby oat meal and toddler organic oat and fruit snack bars all have the allergens already inside, so it makes it super easy to maintain allergen exposure for busy families and picky eaters. I highly, highly recommend that you put your mind at ease and try Ready, Set, Food. Visit readysetfood.com slash withwit to learn more and get exclusive discounts on these amazing early allergen introduction products. Okay, back to the chat. What's on your mind? So this month has been tough. Basically, I've alluded to this a little bit on my social media that we are in this journey and w- wanting a second kid, but not really sure how we were going to go about doing it. And we basically decided actually last summer that we were going to use a surrogate. I don't know if you would technically say that I have like secondary infertility because I haven't done everything under the sun to get pregnant again for the second time, but I did enough and I drove myself crazy. I was depressed and thinking into the future too much and it was taking over my brain and I got really, really physically sick like right before I was about to do a transfer. And And, I think it got to the point where like you were unsure if you even wanted to have this second baby because of all the stress it was causing. So it wasn't really until Timmy said it to me that I seriously considered it because it was something that I thought about before. But I didn't feel empowered enough to be like, this is what we're doing. I just like was still unsure and insecure about it. And so then Timmy brought it up again and was like, why don't we really look into this? And I think that as soon as he said it, it gave me the freedom to feel like, okay, this could be an actual option. So we did the first transfer about two and a half months ago and we got an ultrasound, her eight week ultrasound. It didn't look good. The gestational sac was growing at a different rate than the baby was. And we had two weeks of not really knowing what's going on. And finally, after those two weeks, when she was 10 weeks, we found out that there was no heartbeat. So we were obviously devastated. Like, I don't know why I thought going into having a surrogate, it was just like, for sure going to happen. But it's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing as any human body. Like, it's there's a large chance that it couldn't happen. So we got these news about a month ago, and I've just had a really bad month. Like, I've just been down. It just made me depressed. It made me feel sad. sad. It made me feel like nothing else mattered, and I didn't have motivation to do anything, and I just felt like how I was feeling for so many years trying to get pregnant with the second. So a month has gone by and I feel better. Like with all of these things, time truly does heal and gives perspective. And I feel like now we're 
we have a, a plan like she's getting her HCG numbers down. She has to get her period and we're going to try again. And like, I do feel hopeful and the odds feel like, the you know, the more that this bad stuff happens, I feel like the odds are in our favor more now. Today, I actually woke up with a more positive mindset. But in general, I've just had like a negative attitude towards my responsibilities, like whatever they are, like whether they are waking up with Sunny or anything work related or going to dinner with friends, like anything that is not staying home, I have been negative about and not wanting to do. And I just don't know what that is. Like, is that depression? Is that like just environmental? Cause it's been this month, but then I'm like, but I kind of, I'm always like that. Like what is, why am I not looking forward to my responsibilities? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I, I mean, I don't know the answer. I mean, I know that, you know, the symptoms you mentioned sound a lot like the symptoms of grief. Yeah. But, you know, I have also noticed the negativity. Uh-huh. I, I think like, uh, I think it's part of, and, and like this is coming from someone who is in a negative mood right now. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're not the only one. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you're human and, and, and we, I, I feel this way too. It came up for me the other day when I took Sunny to the dentist and we got that Chinese food. And then we brought it back and you didn't like it. Yeah. And it was like, I get it. Like, it wasn't that the best. That food was gross. <laughs> that food was gross. <laughs> but I came home and like, like was I was having a really good day and you were like, this is gross. And like, it was just, it was just one, it was just like, not the straw that broke the camel's back because it didn't break my back. But like, everything in a relationship is marginal. All the details look small and insignificant but when you add them up to months and years of being with someone yeah it starts to weigh on you and so yeah. each one carries a, a different weight a heavier at, weight than it's been, than it really should if uh-huh. it was just seen in a vacuum or if anyone else just saw you having a bad day out of the thousands of other ones they'd seen you where you were positive and had a good day and yeah. i have to remind myself that it might be part of who you are in some way but that's that's still you and i still love you and that's still who i'm married and committed to yeah just scares me because I see my mom and myself and I just get scared like that I'm like this antisocial like recluse that doesn't want to like self-start well I mean I think that I think that there I would love to say there's no truth to that and that's not who you are but honestly there is some truth to that and there's some truth to me becoming my parents too in their negative ways and and I, I really I'm not, I want to be honest with you. We're in this together and like talking about it actually is exactly what you should be doing. And like, you know, that night when the Chinese food comment got to me, I didn't say anything. And then like we had a weird night where we kept being like, are you okay? Are you, well, are you okay? Well, are you okay? And the truth is like, what do you do about it? You talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it with me. Right. You know, you talk about it with your therapist or whatever. And like, you're feeling these feelings and you're worried that you're becoming something. Well, let's talk about it Mm -hmm. and let's let you know that it is totally normal and it is not like the overwhelming majority of who you are. It's one small fraction of of yourself that like is totally capable of like us working on it and me understanding it better and where it comes from. So I don't feel as exasperated or 
nervous that it's like a part of you and it's just gonna get worse, you know? Right, right. We talk about we it. We talk about it. We fucking podcast yeah. about it, bro. Yeah. Like tonight, like I try to talk to myself when those thoughts creep in. Like when I'm in the morning, I look at my calendar for the day. And like yesterday, for instance, I was going live. And I think it's like the performative things that I do. That's what sometimes gives me anxiety when I have to like put on a face or have a call with someone and like pitch myself or have a meaningful conversation or, you know, it's just like a lot of aspects of my job feel performative. I dread. I dread a lot of like work stuff or like even like I said, like the plans with those two girlfriends the other night, like I'll dread it and then I'll be thinking about it and then it will ruin my day. Right. Well, I mean, one, I, I think some things you don't need to dread as much, like the plans with your friends ended up being really lovely and you yeah. had a good time. So you can remind yourself when you're feeling that way, like, well, it's, chances are it's going to be fun. Yeah. The stuff with your work, like if you dread it, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, if you dread it every time, you shouldn't be doing it. But I also don't think you should be performing. I think like... I think what your work is, is really selling who you are for real. I wasn't feeling in a good mood. We easily could have not done this. Right. But me telling everyone why I'm not in a good mood or what's going on is exactly the kind of content we should be creating. Like yeah. That is our brand. I yeah. think. Like it's this authentic access to, you know, <laughs> for the most part, to normal people. Yeah. And the thing is, I didn't dread this. Like I don't. When, and when we do the YouTube, like I don't dread the YouTube so yeah. So my other point is, if there is something that that you actually dread, don't do it. Yeah. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine, just lost his job, and he he was thinking about starting a YouTube channel for his area of interest, like sports radio or whatever. And I was like, if you're gonna start it, do do it really small and just do the part that you enjoy, yeah. so it's sustainable. Don't yeah. worry about having guests. Don't worry about having graphics, like all the things, like he doesn't want to book guests, he doesn't know how to do graphics, don't worry about the editing, like make it super low maintenance so that you, you like can, it. Yeah, you're right. I actually, I had someone on the podcast last week who was talking about this too, more being like an introvert and stuff, and she was saying that you can still put boundaries on what you say yes to as well. And I did that for tonight, actually. Like there's an event and it's a sit down dinner, but there's a cocktail thing before it. And I said to them, I'd love to come for cocktails before, but I'm not going to be able to do the whole sit down dinner. And they were like, of course, that's totally fine. And like now I'm actually looking forward to the event without the pressure of having to stay for three hours. <laughs> and I think I just have to take back my power and like no, set, no, the boundaries. set the boundaries of and know exactly what I'm going to want to do because I do know you know I do know I yeah. have and I just have to also stop saying yes to things that make you uncomfortable make me uncomfortable I mean I think you got you came up in a kind of in-between world where you were on a reality show that wasn't just like a fly on the wall documentary about your life like you had to play a role yeah and so like you kind of have continued on with your career as if you need to play a role, but you don't like your career now is it's really being is you being you and being real. And like, I don't know that I, I, I think, I think there are parts to it that are real that like, you don't want to become your mom or whoever, yeah. you know, not shitting on, on your mom. Yeah. She's a lovely lady, but like, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. And there are parts to it that you can, that I can work can, on can control. Yeah. And I'm glad you said something to me and we can obviously talk about this more later. Yeah. Okay, I feel good. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but 
He's rubbing my knee. Before we continue, let's hear from our brand partner. All right, too busy to cook this May? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and cut the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the summer. Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. They offer delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. So whether you're keto or calorie-smart, vegan or just veggie and protein plus, they have 34 plus chef prepared weekly options so there's always something new to try you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with 45 plus add-ons including breakfast items like egg bites smoothies and more i drank a smoothie on the way to the studio today and it gave me all the fuel i needed to record with factor you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice too they offset 100 of their delivery emissions to your door they source 100 renewable electricity for the production sites and offices and feature sustainably sourced seafood in the meals. Head to factormeals.com slash withwit50 and use code withwit50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code withwit50 at factormeals.com slash withwit50 to get 50% off your first box. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the birds with Paya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Okay, back to the episode. All right. I don't know about you, but I need a pop culture <laughs> palette cleanser. <laughs> you guys, this format is sick. It is really good. <laughs> One that I really want to talk about is why am I not into Taylor Swift and don't even know who this new guy is that she's no, dating or I care about either. her boyfriend breakup or like need to go to her concert or I, I don't understand. I, I, that's my thing this week. First of all, just great, great one. <laughs> Second of all, great format. Yeah. Third of all, I don't know who that guy is either. I assume from 1975. They're, they're like, band? it's an artist. It's the late lead singer from 1975. I'm like, I don't know. What the Never fuck is 1975? Is he from Daisy Jones and the Six? No, like, that's a is fictional that an band actor? that you've been I don't... reading about and then watching on TV. Yeah. I don't know this guy. Here's the truth. We're washed. Okay. We're washed, We're washed up. And we don't know the ins and outs of pop culture. Taylor Swift is like of our generation. So like she's like five years younger right. than me. So if she's dating someone, we probably should know. And so two, I mean, one, we're washed Two, This guy is super anonymous. OK, what was your pop culture situation? My pop culture thing. Your palate uh, cleanser. My palate cleanser. The show Jury Duty. Oh, which yes. Whitney and I watched and loved until the end. Until the end. I completely forgot about the end. This isn't a spoiler alert because the premise of the show is set up at the beginning. And for those of you who haven't watched it, basically this this real guy, Ronald, 
who they found after like a long casting process is just the most lovely, like, <sighs> like such a good guy. That's really all you need to know about him. Just Ronald, good guy. And he thinks he's participating in a documentary about jury duty, but the truth is everyone is an actor but him. And then like crazy shit happens and we watch Ronald's reaction and is he going to do the right thing? Is he going to be nice to this person? Is he going to like help the case along because some reason like he, he becomes the four person and has like a lot of influence over the case. <laughs> There's some holes in the show. It doesn't matter. It's super fun. It's so funny. The characters are The characters amazing. are so good. The actors who play them, it's like mostly improv. Yeah. Like they're so good. James Marston plays himself and thinks he's like too big of an actor to he's be on the jury. He's phenomenal. And they're all doing this to tease out good stuff out of Ronald. So it's super interesting. The performances are amazing. I appreciate the production. It's done by like the guys who did The Office and it has all that same quirky, fun, like great vibes to it. It's so fun to watch. But then at the end, they reveal like everyone is an fake. actor. And like part of like the the heart of the show is watching these people become friends and like family with one another and they love each other. And Ronald really makes these connections with these people and then they tell him like, hey, like my we're not actually that person. Yeah. And like you could and like the show kind of glosses over this mm -hmm. aspect of it. They give him a hundred grand and they're like they try and end it on a big positive Yeah, they're note. like, he still stays in touch with so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. But the, the subtext of it all that Is really that hit us both was like he was betrayed by these people. His heart was broken. And everything, yeah. And so the, the show left me just feeling sad. Same. And that's okay, I think, for a show to let, leave you feeling sad. But they tried to pull a fast one on us by being like, it's happy. It's okay. And it's. And I think they needed, I don't know. I don't know how you address that the premise of your show is kind of hurtful to the main character, but. That it's a trick. As amazing and, and, and as fun as the show was, I'm almost equally, the, the takeaway for me almost equally was like, bummer for Ronald. Yeah. It's almost like that. If they were going to do that, they need to choose someone that's like less likable so you don't feel as bad for him. But then his likability was the heart of right. the show. It's a, I so. don't, it's, a, it's a tough, you know, cross to bear, needle yeah. to thread. Yeah, interesting format. Like, I wonder how you would do it differently. <sighs> I don't know. But those were good palate cleansers. They were. But one other question. Please. Like in casting, do you think that they realized with him that everybody was going to fall in love with him and that this was going to be heartbreaking at the end? And they were like okay with that or uh, honestly I think it, I think it's the type of thing where they go in and they're like we want to find someone that the viewers are going to fall in love with and maybe someone in the room you know amongst all the fucking producers and you know chefs in the kitchen was like well what about at the end when like he feels upset and, like, yeah someone's like he's not gonna feel upset like he's gonna that, win money that question tears apart the whole premise of the show so mm -hmm. once they're in it someone has to be like no 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 yeah we're gonna give him money and it's going to be good. No, no, don't worry. It's not going to be like that. And like they brushed it under the rug yeah. because it ruined the whole show. Yeah. But it's fucking true. And it's I don't true. I don't know what I I don't know how to make that show and not do it. Another palate cleanser of, of sorts, if if you will. OK, the best thing I ate this week. What was yeah? Was my tricolore salad and pizza from Il Segreto at the Beverly Glen when uh, I went with my girlfriends. Uh, I got a trip. Yeah, right glass half full from that dinner. I had a, tri I love a tricolore salad. CPK used to make a tricolore pizza salad, mm. which Jane, across the culinary universe Jane told me that they would make if I call, but I don't know how to order it, order it. But anyways, tricolore salad and the pizza that like totally could have been frozen, uh -huh. but it was really good. Describe the pizza. Was it little? It was like little big crust, so not big crust, uh -huh. it, like soft, 
I don't know. It was just like just a plain cheese, kids, kids pizza, like a kids margarita pizza. I can pizza. see it now. At and it like was really good. Like a mid-level Italian yeah. restaurant in LA. Yeah. We've all had that pizza. It was good though. I was pl- I was happy and it, it I didn't eat enough, but that was the best thing I ate this week, which makes me feel like maybe I've had a depressing week in terms of food. Mm. Best thing I ate this week was a lunch I made for myself. I took boneless, skinless chicken breast and covered it in za'atar and sumac and salt and pepper and cooked it in a pan. While it was cooking, I cut up some cucumbers and some red onion and some tomato, and I put some za'atar and 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 sumac and lemon, salt, pepper, vinegar, oil as um, a dressing. As a dressing. Oh, and a little bit of I had some leftover tzatziki from oh nice that where did we order from sadaf sadaf i put i put just a spoonful of that yeah mixed it all together and that was the best thing i ate today i mean this This week. week yeah amazing yeah it was so good and healthy the last thing is the goal for the week so i didn't know if it was my goal for this week or my goal for next week but I had a goal for this week and I'm and I'm I'm doing good at it so far. Okay. My goal that. for this week was to not cancel anything. Mm-hmm. And I haven't canceled anything yet. Good go good go good go. That was go it. Good. Go good. Good go. Go and go good. That's great. And then my goal for next week. Yeah, do two goals. Is to stay on task and not get distracted. Okay. All right. Those that was Love those goals. Yeah. Applicable to all you out there. My goal which has to do with, you know, the thing that has been on my mind, our business. My mm-hmm. goal for next week, sort of the end of next week, is to have taken a few really good steps to get our business infrastructure in order. I know we're not going to have it in order by next week, but... Just to know that there is a plan. I want to get the conversation yeah. started yes. and have taken steps towards enacting a plan that you know, we'll make this sustainable and scalable. Because I yes. think we our product that we're selling, you know, which is a clinical shitty way to put it, is ourselves. Yeah. And like, I think that's a really good product. We just need help, you know. Scaling it. Pumping it out. Pumping it out. So let's just do a little reflecting, because that was our first one, on the mm-hmm. format. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and did you enjoy? I thought it was great. Okay. Like, I thought the order of everything was good because it went from serious to light yeah. to serious to funny. All right. Peace in the streets. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.